Kevin's going to take care of this. Um, hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Passion Talks at Ryerson. I'm your host for today, Suryoshi, and with us, we have a very special guest with us. Wow, I just said with us twice. Okay, um, Saurav, would you mind introducing yourself? Yes, hello, everybody. So my name is Saurav Jane, and I am a transfer student from New York, and I am studying international economics and finance at Ryerson University. And at the same time, I'm a Vedic astrologist and a Jain astrologist. Uh, I've been doing astrology for a while, but that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is insane. Like, um, the way that we actually sort of got connected was we are doing the same class, which is Religion 200, which is Introduction to Hinduism and Buddhism. And just like while talking about all of this, um, one day sort of mentions that, you know, he's super passionate about uh, Vedic astrology. And I'm like, hmm, passion, you say? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so obviously we had to get him for our podcast. So, yeah, yeah, would you please tell us like how this passion sort of manifested into something that you created? Like, I know that you do astrology now. And like, would you like walk us through the process of how you went from being like interested in something and like turning this into a little um, career of sorts for yourself? Yeah. So I say my interest started to peak after my first year of university. So there's always that growing up phase. Everybody goes through life from the beginning from high school to university. And you start to realize some hard truths about life, about growing up, being mature. Um, I, you know, I, I've been in some relationships. I've learned different parts about life. I learned about taking care of myself. And then I started questioning like, okay, why are things the way they are? Is there an interesting way to look at the world? Like I've, I've always lived my life with the same mentality. I'm like, I wanna see something interesting. I wanna look at life in a different point of view and see people in a different light rather than just their flesh and bone. What's their conscious mind? What's their subconscious mind? What's the divinity or what's, what's the pattern that we do not know about a human being? The pattern behind the pattern. So I was going through a bad phase in life. And then my grandpa says, oh, he's in a Rahu phase. And I'm like, yo, what is this thing? And so I was reading about it. And my family astrologist said, hey, this is like a time period where things get rough and you're going to experience extremities. And I, I was, and I started reading about this little thing. And when I started reading about Rahu, I just exploded. It exploded into this little passion. And I started doing free consultations. I have a bunch of books with me. These are just a few of them, but it's, uh, you know, predictive astrology, my own personal notebook, this book, this book, this book. I use the software and um, I, I've had many, many clients, more than 20. Um, I, I started doing free consultations to get practice and learn how to do the arts and how to do things professionally. And just recently, uh, this, well, it was actually last year, I started having paid consultations and it's been going well. Um, and it's, it's very, it takes a lot of time to do astrology, to take someone's birth time. And then we see the entire Juggernaut the Hora, which is a software. I read it, I input the numbers and calculate them. And from there, I use that to kind of guide people. That's, that's the main gist of how it is like. Okay, so like basically anyone who does want to read needle charts and sort, they could if they wanted to. So 
It's not of something course. that you're born with, as like we previously believe that you know what astrologers are psychics who can sort of see into yeah. the future and whatnot. It's definitely exactly. not. Right. Not at all. I I do. Uh, I also teach astrology. So I not only practice it, but I teach it to other astrologists. I teach it to the common public, but I also teach it to beginner um, and just medium and intermediate astrology because I've really just done it. And anybody can do astrology. It just takes a lot of work. Now, I always tell people, I, I'm part, I own something called the SJ Astrology Center, the Sort of Jane Astrology Center. And I always tell people that, man, forget about these people that are having these orbs and telling you they have visions, tarot cards, forget about all that. You need, a, you need a system that we can calculate and a system that can be verified. So when I do a consultation, a Vedic astrologist, if they do the right things, they should be able to do it from halfway around the world because we have a system. People's birth times don't change. We have a system. And I feel like people should stick to that system and not just make these random oh, I feel this, because there's no credibility to that. That's why when I do consultations, I always tell people beginning to end, like, okay, here's how I do this. I see these two things at this house with the Lord of the Ascendant right here, with your Vimsoka Bala right here and your Dasha period here. Therefore, we can conclude X, Y, Z. You know, it's, it's about calculating. Inputs and outputs. Sorry for interrupting you. So, um, yeah. uh, the Vedic stream of astrology is a lot about your birthplace and birth time and where and everything of that sort, right? So, it's basically looking at the positions of your um, planets. Is that it? Yes, uh, planets and uh, like the moon or celestial bodies. We can. It's mainly those planets in the solar system, but if you go deeper into it, you'll see the nakshatras, which is a, a group of star constellations in Indian time. We also use the zodiac, but there's deeper celestial combinations we use. But overall, yes, it's the planets, the main, the main gist. Um, so actually, we want to talk about how you sort of got into this very career. Like you were saying that, like initially, you were giving out free consultations, so. How did you make that leap from like free consultations to like sort of monetizing this newfound talent of yours or like newfound, you know, thing that you were doing? Like, how do you yeah. convince people that, you know what, I'm not just another like um, quack out there who's going to be telling you like what you want to hear, but I have calculations to back up the things that I'm saying. Um, so like, how do you think, like, especially living in a, in a place like Toronto, like it must be much more difficult because I know for certain that like in uh, South Asian countries such as India like I've the the reason why I got super into astrology this year was because I watched Indian matchmaking um I know um, it's, it's Indian matchmaking know, it's like it might seem sort of like naive and whatnot but like ever yeah. before this I just thought astrology was someone saying oh my god you're such a Libra but like right now, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That, that is what I get like from around yeah. me because everyone's like, oh my God, you act like such a Capricorn. I'm like, oh, I don't ridiculous. know what that means. But after watching Indian matchmaking, I did see like, as you were saying that like someone's out here. Um, for people who are listening and who don't know, Indian matchmaking is a show on Netflix that is really fun and you should definitely check it out. Um, also, if you're from Netflix, please hire me. Okay. So, <laughs> because I'm plugging your shows, guys. Okay. Um, yeah. So, basically, you know how they were giving like consultations from halfway across the world, and they did meet, meet, make 
like seemed to make sense even though they hadn't seen these people right so that is yeah, like yeah. i started delving deeper into like the religion of hinduism and like the, the whole astrology aspect of it and i started learning more about this mm. and it truly was so fascinating to me so and you're relatively young because i do know that like most vedic astrologers are people that are like super old <laughs> very very old yeah and they have got like they have a particular <laughs> aesthetic to them right where they yeah. dress a certain way look a certain way and you definitely yeah. don't so how did you sort of overcome having people take you seriously and like you know let them to believe that you know what this guy's legit yeah so yeah no those are very good points i like that question about credibility because it is a, a bit of a credibility game and uh, when it comes to understanding, okay, how do I come from a place where I just start a business with nobody knowing who I am to building traction? So it's about word to mouth marketing. So what I always do is I always try to make the client have the best experience. You know, they, I, I, I charge $40, but with the $40, you get an initial consultation, a full consultation, follow-up report. I'm always trying to get the client to have such an experience that he passes it on to another. So recently I had a client, his name was Steven, and he, he liked his consultation. I sent him the report. I met up with him in downtown Toronto, and now he, he said it to a couple of his friends. Um, I feel to really get to the root of astrology, you have to study it and you have to really update it. Like many young people, especially us, you know, Hindu or people from South Asian descent, I feel like we've gone a little bit away from our roots a little bit. We've kind of pushed away from the Vedic tradition. And I personally find it fascinating, the locus. And I feel like we should bring that, that knowledge and we should modernize it. So I always like, instead of just talking about like old traditions, like marriage, arranged marriage, think about real estate. How can a guy use astrology in real estate or how can he use it in a way that, okay, I know this about myself. I know X, Y, Z. I know what to expect. And because of this knowledge, I can now use that in my business endeavors. So it's about taking astrology and making it modern and making it applicable. So I feel like it was the process of me taking these old books and making it modern and presentable in a way that's not just, just, you know, very traditional, very like boring, not boring, but like very monotone. You got to make it exciting. And that's what the young people like is the exciting part, you know, the downtown Toronto vibe. You got to make that astrology. You got to make the consultation experience and people it's, it's half, it's 70% about the planetary combinations, 30% about the experience, talking with the person, getting to know them. That's what the true essence of astrology is. It's the energies, but it's the energies that you also interwine with somebody. It's not just numbers. It's an experience. And I feel like that is really my way to bring that just from doing with no consultations to having more people and obviously getting the word out, talking about it, being passionate about it, you know, be passionate, passionate, talk about it, be excited, lighten up. Always talk about philosophy in life. I'm a, I love philosophy. So when I talk about, it, I always mention astrology, this, I wonder about this life, be a walking marketing billboard of what you love and For then sure. things and, will come. Um, given like you are an entrepreneur of sorts, you do have to make sure that, you know, you get the word out and that you're passionate about this. And it's so yeah. very important, but like 
Also, do tell me because I actually got I recently got like a natal chart made from the internet. So okay, okay. Yeah. So like you can like it's pretty easy for you to go out there and like type in your birth date and everything, and、mm. there are websites that'll give you like the entirety of like everything about your personality and whatnot. So, um, why do you think like people would still go for like forty dollar consultations? In spite of like there being like fear versions of those, like what are unique services that like a particular astrologer does、um, provide? Like if you don't mind me asking. No, no, that's a very good question.、Um, it's usually so. I've I've done the when I first started learning astrology, I started doing the online part and I started inputting data in these websites like astrology.com or whatever, and I would see like okay, well I'm gonna put my birth time this, and they would come up, but. It's many people. This may sound a bit technical, but when there's a natal chart, there's not just one natal chart. A human being has multiple natal charts. There's the Rasi chart, which is the one you see online. There's the D9 Navamsa chart, which is about married life. D27, which is about strengths and weaknesses. D3 about siblings. D10 about career.、Um, D2 about wealth. D60 about past life. So when I'm analyzing a twin. We we I use their D60 chart because it's measured by seconds. So if they're born at the same place at the same time, there's that differentiation. So it's about getting very specific with the client. When I when it comes to forty dollars, I always tell people to be very wary of where they spend their money when it comes to astrology because we have astrologers out there that charge by the minute, and I think it's just kind of ridiculous.、Um, there's there's astrologers that will charge for a report this, or they'll have certain time periods set for their astrology. So, I always make that forty dollars. The hey, you give me your information, I'll do all the work for you, and I'll give you instead of having a drop of water from what you get online, I'll give you the entire bucket, and I'll explain every aspect, and I'll work with you through it. The online aspect doesn't have that working with the client. Clients always have questions that come up. Clients go through stuff in life that are quite tragic. There'll be. I've had a client that was once homeless. I used to have a wanted felon. I once had a client that was、uh, a criminal, and he went to jail and he came out and he said, "Hey, how do I do this?"、Um, I've had, I've had, I've had many interesting people, and people are interesting. Nobody is standard, and they need guidance. They don't just need some website to say this, this, this. People want to go deep. People want to understand their past and how it will affect their future. People who are abused as a children, how will that affect them throughout time? People have questions because people have suffered, people have been through tragedy. So online is just not enough. Forty dollars, I make it paid because number one, it takes me a long time to do. So if I were to just make it completely free, I would have too much to handle. So I have the paid part to kind of stabilize my client base so I don't get overwhelmed. And it's also I, I take about maybe five plus. Hours per client just to read their entire report and to build those calculations. So it's it's kind of like the forty dollars is worth the, the time and expense. But I always make sure it's it's larger than the forty dollars. Others astrologers for my service, I'm not trying to boast, but they would charge a couple hundred, you know, because they have, they will charge you for the report. They'll charge you for this. They'll charge you for that. Well, I guess One, like the forty boxes basically for the time that you do, right? Because like I feel like this is sort of. A form of art, and you know how like of course, 
we do tend to like right now, especially we understand the amount of effort that artists put into their artistries. So we, in order to yeah. compensate for their personal time, definitely it's completely justified to be charging like as much as money oh, yeah. on because the services that you do give are rather personalized. And um, oh, yeah, I always yeah. do tell us that, um, like it's just, like in very like briefly like whether a lot of the things that you do find from your readings are absolute like is there is there like wiggle room for the things that are happening or like you know how there are like particular good times for you to be doing certain things are those yeah. absolutes or are they just suggestions that you know what you could be doing this right now yeah it could be happening it's not like yeah. an thing right of course. So that makes sense. So coming back to this, it's going to, it's going to sound weird, but we in Vedic astrology, Jade astrology, there's a concept called karma. How is astrology made? It's kind of karma. Imagine the planets as big karmic balls. Everything around you is karma, basically. How you said the planets are big karma balls and how they are positioned, they kind of affect your life. Same with the constellations. Stars. Everything is energy and how it is during your time of birth, it, it kind of puts you into that place. So there's something called fresh karmas, not more normal karmas, and very strict karmas. And looking at degrees of planets, we divide the night sky. There's a circle, right? 360 degrees, five by 12, 30 degrees each. So if the planet degree or tilt is near that 30 degrees, like 27 degrees plus, um, then, or 57 degrees plus, those are hard karmas. And I always tell my clients, hey man, you can do whatever you want. You can try to avoid this, but this most likely will happen. You know, you will suffer a, an accident. You will not die by natural causes. I had a client. Uh, she was, uh, she was one of my good friends and she was, she was a hundred percent going to get a divorce. And how do we see this? We see it through patterns. So in astrology, I have cases where it says somebody will have a happy marriage. Somebody will have a divorce. It says, okay, these two things contradict. How do I make sure that I can have the best, sound mind. Well, I see how many times it appears in the chart and I see the degrees of the planet. So everything is very specific to the person. It's not just this could happen. It's like, okay, your, your moon was waning, your moon was waxing and this was happening. The degree was 27 up and that degree is ruled by Rahu. Therefore, this will most likely happen. What time period we see the Dasha period. Yeah. For um, sure. um so what advice would you have for like people that are interested in astrology? Like if someone does want to become a Vedic astrologer, just like yourself, like what advice would you give to this person to sort of um, go for this, like learn more about astrology and whatnot? Yeah. Well, I'd say, well, it's, it's all about thinking Astrology itself is an art. It's an art of thought. It's about understanding the, the human connection. So be a philosopher, get good data, get good credible, credible sites. Um, for example, B.B. Rubin, these are some pretty old books uh, from India. Uh, learn how to read these books. Start off small, go online, get, go, get a bit obsessive about it. And, and the thing is, it's easy to be obsessed about astrology because it's amazing. Like when I see, there, there's a planet called Rahu in astrology and it's, it symbolizes the eclipse and it's considered the most powerful planet 
in the cosmos and it's an evil planet, but it shakes you it, and it gives you everything you want. It pushes you. It's your obsession. It's the obsession you've had in your past lives, things you want to accumulate. So when you see the world as these forces, like you can only be passionate. So get involved, get into that rabbit hole. All you have to do is find that one source, that one interesting video about astrology and just keep digging into it. Keep digging into it. Start consulting with your family, friends, study it immensely. Once you start with family, go to friends. And then from there, build your website and have word to mouth marketing, but really update yourself. Never get lazy about it. Be passionate about astrology. And, and, and I know it sounds cliche, but when you are passionate. I think, like, I think when anything that you're trying to do, I think passion and this like obsession that you talk about must exist for you to yeah. sort of get successful at what you do, right? Like, yeah. I think um, that's like one of the defining factors that sets someone apart from another is how obsessed they are with what they want to do. But it's also important to keep yourself in check on a regular yep. basis because it can drive a person insane because especially the world that we live in is so very competitive. It is so very dynamic that things are constantly changing, right? And like for you as well, I, I'm pretty sure you there's like a lot of competition because it's not just Vedic astrologers for you. There are people that are out there reading tarot cards and there are people that are that are um, engaging in like simpler kinds of astrology, right? And people do believe yeah. that and people do, like things do work out for them that way. Like, um, because I know a particular friend from like Bangladesh and she can like read energies on rooms and stuff, right? And it seems super crazy and it doesn't really seem real, but like it works different in different ways for different people, obviously. So of course, yeah. Yeah. So I think like in order for you to really get anywhere with your passion, there is that degree of insanity that everyone needs within themselves to yeah. really set themselves apart. So um, I think you set up your own website recently, right? Tell us more about that. Yes. So my website, I always have, um, I, I cut the website's an interesting story a little bit. So, um, basically I've made a standard website and I like, okay, I, I have, I have my normal homepage, which is like, life is tough. You need some extra help. Get this. We don't just use these. We don't use these fake orbs. We don't use these random cards. I always say we use hardcore straight to the point astrology. I send photos of the Juggernaut, the Hora, which is my software that looks like a rocket ship panel. Um, I, I always, I kind of mark it and I, I, I have my little section that says, Hey, reach out to me. Even if you don't want to pay or whatever, just talk to me if you're ever interested. I have another section on my website that shows the services, the full consultation that can be in person or online. Then I have another part, which I really like. It's called Philosophinity. And Philosophinity is a place where I teach people about astrology, advanced astrology, the poetry of astrology. I kind of go into introductory depth about different topics. So one, one article I plan on thinking about, uh, about writing, as I, well, this, this is going to sound a bit weird, but so there, there's something, uh, oh God, I, okay. So there's something called sexual astrology. And basically what sexual astrology is, is basically, okay, human being. There's 12 parts of a human being in astrology, which represent 12 houses. 
So their planets are in those houses. They get into relationship with somebody. That person also has another 12 houses. So when they come together, their energies also become together and they affect each other. So in astrology, if the ascendants are opposite of a couple, it usually means a stable relationship because they can both understand each other when there's a weakness, there's a strength, when there's a strength, there's a weakness. They can help each other out. Same with sex. Sex can do those energies. So this kind of goes to the Kama Sutra. Sorry, I've just, I've just read okay, this. So like, we, fine. Yeah. we over here so, to disconnect are super sexed and body positive. It's fine. Completely. Awesome. Great. So with astrology, we can literally prescribe sexual positions to increase the value of a relationship. I had one client and she was having issues with her, with her partner. And I just said general things that, like, okay, you got to communicate, you got to do this. And then I said, Hey, I noticed in your first house, you have a lot of, you, 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 are, you have about four combinations. They're all malefic. Rahu's there. Mars is there. Saturn's there. It's causing anxiety. It's causing this, but it's causing this, you're trying to control everything. So I said, instead of you trying to be a bit submissive in bed, like try to let go. Seriously, just try to let go. Practice that a bit with your partner. Just slowly let it go. Just, just seriously have that practice of just letting everything go, giving yourself away, away. And then I, I consulted them and it actually worked. Things got much better for them. It's the exchanging of energy. And for the overly dominant person, I said, be more submissive. It's all about balancing. If, you're, if somebody's overly submissive, I'll say, be a bit dominant. Like, balance it out. That's the, that is what keeps a mind peaceful. And when the energies cancel out in astrology, which are the degrees, you get to moksha, which is a different, but basically a liberated mind. So different sexual positions. There is like a lot of signs to a lot of the things that are happening in our life. Like everything can be calculated to get like a better result for pretty much every aspect of our life. Yeah. Right? So I did not know that like astrology could like do that. I, I just yes. thought that it was just, okay, life no, it, there's right now. You can get there's, there. Um, but can yeah. you no, but there, is palm reading a huh? thing, Vedic astrology? Yep. Palm reading is a thing. I actually have a massive book and I've, I've done palm reading. So sometimes with my clients, they might have a confusing chart or I need more clarity. So there was this girl I did a reading on and I asked her to send me photos of her palm because she was interested about love. So I read her marriage line, which is about right here. It's on the side of your pinky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This little line, these little lines, there might be two. So okay. using that, we can correlate it with the Jagannath Hora, which is the software and these books to get a better accurate reading on the person. Uh, we also, I always like to, it, it's also about seeing the past too. It's not just about the future. I always say like, can I clarify things with you? I had a client I was doing a reading on. It, it say that his, his parents passed away at a young age, that he got divorced. So I said, okay, I don't know if I should tell this guy this, but I said, hey, did your mom die at a young age? He said, yeah, she died when I was 10. So it was very, very weird. There's something about this though that is just odd. There are certain things in our life that are supposed to happen. When we're born at a certain place, that affects a huge amount of how we live, how we become, certain families. That crazy. If I was born in another country, I would be much more different. I would have much more different circumstances. So there are things, because of that, it's like a big, it's like a big bang, you know? A birth, the birth of somebody is a big bang, and there's certain planets and combinations that happen. That's how you should think about a human life. So, it, yeah. Yeah. That's, Did you read my palm from here? Like the something like super simple. I don't know. I well, the thing is, 
I I know I, I wouldn't ask for like a free consultation or anything, but like no, just I would, let I people would, know that this is legit. Like anything out of here, like whatever you can see. Um. Well. For for me, like I don't I palm palm reading I like, but I don't think it's people's palms can change. That's why I really like these the juggernaut, the horror, the software, the calculation. So I always be very wary to make a random palm reading. I get that sometimes. People are like, yo, what's happening? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Give me your birth time, your this, your la longitude, latitude of birth. Be accurate, is that it? Because like, I do feel like through age, our palms do change a lot. Like I yes. definitely know that there are new lines in here that didn't exist before. Yes. So that definitely is a thing. So yeah, but yes. it, it's yeah. definitely still like super fun to delve into yeah. that stuff yeah palm reading is interesting but i don't when you study like the, the natal chart and you study the degrees of planets the dasha periods then you that's like the that's the main hardcore vedic astrology that's the that's the origin of it all that's that's the hardcore astrology palm reading is good but i find it like i don't know if i want to make suggestions from it i want to see the the main source and then make suggestions by complementing it with palm so palm is just a drop in the bucket. The bucket is the definitely the whole should have sent you pictures of my palms after my natal chart before this podcast took place. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, but no. that would make a lot more sense. No, but you see, oh my god, just ripping you off for no reason whatsoever. No, but you you have um. I, I saw your Instagram because you know you sent me requests all that. You seem like an interesting person. I'm not just saying that, but like, I like your posts and all that. Very artsy, but. If you ever want to talk about a consultation, seriously, just uh, shoot, like, message me or whatever. Uh, no worries. Seriously. Yes. Uh, wow. I'm just like, because everybody's very unique. I've never had a client where I got bored of them. I've never had a client. I've had. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go ahead. It's, it, I've never, I've, I've had people that, that are just look completely normal come up to me and they're, they struggle so much. I had, I've had, uh, I had a, one client who was, who, he's one of my good friends and he was paralyzed for 12 years. And I, and I mentioned that in his astrology, I said, there's something wrong when you were born, something about illness, something about physical uh, debilitation. And he said, yeah, this happened. And he was, he never told anybody. I had another very interesting case. And, I, and I'm obviously not mentioning the names, but um, about a girl who was sexually abused as a kid and she never told anybody. And I said, hey, there seems to be something going on. And, and she got really freaked out and it, it kind of got really weird, but. Apology does work as some form of therapy. Yes. Yeah. I, I, it does I always, help people yeah. process a lot of emotions and feelings and events of their past. So. Yeah. People no, it, it, it's, it's a sad. Like a different outlook on therapy could definitely go for an astrologer. Yeah, and I always, I always tell people like, hey, you know, therapy is cool. If you want it, go ahead. But I, astrology is also a very interesting way of doing therapy. It's, it's a fun way too, because it's very unique to the person. So people just naturally enjoy that type of stuff, the uniqueness. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful study, but it's also very sad because you, people, I, I never knew this. Like before this astrology, I thought, you know, people are just standard. They do this, they do that. They, they're not, you know, I'm the one with such a complex life and all that. But then when you read astrology, it's like, oh my God, like what's happening here? Like it, it breaks your heart because you realize that some people, how they were made is just in a sad way. Life is full of 
tragedies that we do not know of of people. I'm not trying to sound pessimistic at all. I'm just speaking this from a very realistic standpoint. And people get to understand this, especially in university when they live by themselves. So it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's the science of life. It, it's, but it's a very, it takes a toll. I, I really don't like when my clients suffer and all that or anyone, it just, it hurts because it changes them, especially when somebody's abused as a kid. Uh, there's a massive problem that happens throughout their life. There's, there's this struggle. There's this terrible gnawing pain. Pain so, gnaws at people. Yeah, so definitely like being passionate about something like astrology did make you a better, more empathetic person, I would say, right? Because oh, yeah. no, it's, you yeah. do get to meet so many people and you do get to see the different sorts of adversity that every person out there faces. And yeah. you meet all these people and they seem really ordinary. And then you realize that, you know what, there is nothing or ordinary, truly ordinary about any single individual. And that sort of yeah. does make your work a lot more fun, right? That is what yeah. makes you more passionate as you go. Yeah, and it's, you also realize everybody's the same. When I look at a human being, I don't see a human. I see, okay, nine planets and 12 houses. Like, it just, it's very weird. It's like, it's very weird. It's like, okay, well, but you, you see like everybody has their obsession. Everybody has their, their little Venus, their little Mars, the thing that makes them driven up, the thing that they love, the thing that they lust, the obsession, what they let go of, the slow development, the shakiness, the, the changes in life. We all, we're very similar people we all are, but we're also very unique. But what makes us as human beings are the same parts, the obsession, the love, the hate, the regret, the betrayal, the olding of age, the changing of experiences, but the way it happens is different. So we become different people. But if you look at the main ingredients, we're all the same, but it's those mixtures of ingredients that create different recipes, which creates different people. But at the end of the day, we're still all those raw recipes. So it binds us together in a way. I think it's like a rather unique passion to have like astrology, because not only are you getting to get more driven as more days go by you also help other people unlock their own passions and that is yeah. like that is some like badass stuff right there because you're just like okay you know what i could come up to you and be like okay i'm still struggling trying to figure out if like this passion that i have is worth pursuing and like you do sort yeah. of give that clarity to people so that is definitely yeah. like quite a lot of fun um so i think we're gonna be uh wrapping this up because we don't have yeah. much time left so before we leave yeah. you have anything to tell the listeners i would tell them that um rather than thinking about who you are and what you are think about why you are and think about the pattern behind the pattern that that's what i got that was really profound and like right now yeah. it's just like you know that meme where there are <laughs> that are just going around that's just me right yeah. now i was like who you are i'm like why you are i'm like whoa yeah yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much for being with us today kevin couldn't be with us today because he had an appointment but he was here yeah. in spirit i'm sure he'd love all of this when he gets to edit oh all. yeah i know I'll, I'll keep in touch with the Passion Talks and with you, Shreyoshi, but it was, it's so nice to have you as a classmate and as a friend and as, a, I guess, a new 
talk show host person, cool person guy, girl, you yeah. know? It's, yeah. So, yeah, okay. Um, so I guess like I'll stop recording now. So um, to yeah. everyone who's listening, if you do want to part, do want to be a part of this podcast, you can either reach out to me or Kevin, or you could directly DM us in our page, which is Campus Connect at Ryerson. We are always looking forward to working with more people and talking about more passions. And definitely, if you want to be a part of our team, you could also hit us up and we'll hook you up with something or another. So yeah, stay tuned. Oh yeah, also one quick thing. Oh yeah, one, one really, really quick thing. Um, if you uh, want to talk to me or whatever, my email is realsoravjain at gmail.com. R-E-A-L-S-A-U-R-A-V-J-A-I-N at gmail.com. But yeah, that's, we'll that's the last down. marketing. We'll link it down in our description. Yeah, that's the last bit of marketing. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice plug, by the way. Okay, bye-bye, guys. Yeah. Okay, all right, bye-bye.